everyone. Welcome to the Felicity Optimist versus Cynic podcast with us, your hosts, Melissa and Fish. This is a Felicity Rewatch podcast. We'll watch an episode each week and join you here to talk about it. And a reminder, there could be some things that we mention as we cover this episode that happen in future episodes of the show Felicity. Why, you ask? Because this is not a spoiler-free podcast, Okay. I always try to mix it up how I deliver that, but it, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's just not spoiler free. Okay. (laughs) Face it. I am Melissa and I'm here with my fearless co-host fish fish. How are you doing today? I mean, good, good, little, little, I, I would say a little sleepy, but I don't want to build people's expectations. Yeah, because usually that means good podcasting, <laughs> but I have to say we're not, we're a little, we're, mm, we're a little meh. Yeah, we're a little bit meh. Um, and I have to say, I feel like I, I warned you all last time that <laughs> I don't know that I love a good egg and on, on watching it again. I was confirmed in that. And I may go as far as to say this is my second least favorite episode of the entire show. Wow. I don't know. We'll see. There's more felicity to come. But I feel like when I saw this episode coming up, I was like, oh, boy. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So where I'm normally your optimist and Fish is normally your cynic, I think it's going to even out a little bit this time. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> it's going to be less balanced and more towards Piled the, like, upon. yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, well, there's your setup. Now, what are we talking about? <laughs> We're talking about season three, episode eight, A Good Egg. Hey, if you liked A Good Egg, you're probably going to hate this podcast. Original air date was November 22nd, 2000. Boy, that would have been real close to Thanksgiving. Why didn't they just do a Thanksgiving episode, you might ask? <laughs> I, I'm, It's occurring to me just now. Um, hmm. All right. Well, it was written by Keith Samples and directed by John Eisendrath. Here's the episode description. After spending time with his infant nephew, Javier decides to have a child and asks Felicity to donate an egg that his aunt would carry to term for him and his male partner. Noel tries to kiss Jane and discovers that her heart is set on another man. Really? That's what happened? It did. Uh, I mean, (laughs) I just... I'm so okay. beside myself, Fish. Where do you, where do you want to begin? Well, I'm trying to remember what I predicted last time. Did I predict an Easter egg hunt? Uh, Is that I what know. I said? Because I, I feel like I get half points for that. Because okay. this was, in fact, a hunt for an egg. Here's the thing. Like, <laughs> why would you have guessed that Felicity would consider donating an egg? This is not a thing people do in college, to my knowledge. I've never, I, I don't understand. Of all the things you're going to educate people about, yeah, this entire a plot line is preposterous. <laughs> well, <laughs> I do feel like maybe if you're going to sell an egg. 
it could be to pay for college. Um, but I feel like it's a little older than this usually. Like in your early twenties. I would guess so. If you're really strapped for cash, this might be a thing that you do. But the way this whole episode is set up, give Javier a friend, a friend who's not in college, who <laughs> wants to do this for him. Like, well, and that's the other how thing. <laughs> a topic like this could be a bottle episode. I mean, it's not entirely a bottle episode, right? Because the stuff that's happening around this plot is. Uh, stuff that's been carried, like it, it, it has a, a, a history before this that might carry on after some of this stuff. But the egg piece, <laughs> <laughs> Javier, if I'm remembering correctly, Javier is never going to have a child. Oh. Okay. So I just wanted to add that level of frustration to whatever you may be feeling because. Yeah, that's um, sad. In one episode, they're like, he suddenly wants a kid. He's going to lightly pursue it. And then he's going to drop it entirely. And Felicity is going to consider upending her life to hmm. basically, you know, I don't, I don't know if you would call your, I guess you're a mother of this kid at that point. Like if you've donated the egg hmm. with a kid that she'll see all the time. Yeah. Except that kid's not going to exist because they don't want that kid on the show. <laughs> Well, that's what I was like. If they if they actually had this happen, then they would have to have a child on set. Right, they're not and going to. They don't want to. That's not the thing that they're trying yeah. to do here. They were just. No. I feel as though somebody was auditioning for another show, like a writer or a director or somebody was like, "I really want a job on a show about people in their thirties or forties." Mm. And well. The women have to be pretty young because the eggs, you really do have to be like 20s or early 20s when you're donating the egg. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, there you have it. Felicity is 20. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. But yeah, people pay a lot for this. Um, so yeah, let's just take it take it in order because sure. Felicity's doing her thing. She is, she is stacking stuff at Dean and DeLuca's She's stacking this time. Again. Yeah. It's croissants. Yeah. But you know, more stacking. Good, when good I, when I, when I used to do improv on a regular basis, I have a friend, um, my friend Ponch. He's going to get name dropped here. Cause he's a lovely person. One of my favorites. <laughs> he uh he always used to because because when you start off a scene like one of the things that you can do is you can like mime something like you're doing an activity or you're doing something and punch it just became a running joke punch would always start by like wiping off a counter <laughs> in some undisclosed location but every scene punch would just be wiping off a counter <laughs> <laughs> and it became this thing. And then there was, you know, going to be other stuff that happened and like, you know, more conversation. But for a while it was like, oh, he's counter wiping again. <laughs> and I always think about that when I see Felicity stacking now, because it's like, just do something with the set, like do, do something with the props, but find a way to use the scene, <laughs> the environment. And so Carrie Russell like goes over and starts stacking cookies or something with her little yeah. tongs. But this time, it's croissants, this time it's which croissants. look amazing. 
Um, but yes, she continues to stack and, and not so sadly, you know, this time not sadly, she She does it with different emotions, which I like. Yeah. Yeah. We we appreciate her range. Yeah. Um, Um, but everything else that happens in this scene is a little frustrating. So Noel is there because, you know, (laughs) Because Ben was beaten up, and although Ben seems to be fine now, Noel's still covering for his shifts. I know. So that's cool. Um, I mean, we had established that Noel was covering for these shifts, but now that Ben is fully functional, I'm a little less like, when is Ben going back to work? Um, But so Noel's arm's fine. His arm is fine. His face is fine. He's he's good. He's okay. Yeah, but you know, nonetheless, be that as it may. Noel is covering for Ben on his Dean and DeLuca shift. And he's using this as an opportunity to get information from Felicity that he can feed directly into his budding relationship with Jane. (laughs) Um, Directly, word for word, almost. I mean, I'm a little confused what Felicity thinks is happening at this point, because we find later that she's just discovering that Noel's stalking Jane. So where what she thinks is happening in this scene, I'm actually, we might have to unpack that a bit because he asks her for a quote on Jeff Koontz. There's a, there's a, um, the Met is doing an exhibit on Jeff Koontz. Tara, um, uh, Tara, Jane had written to her friend in an email that she wants to go see it. And so Noel's trying to study up on Jeff Koontz to figure out what he wants to say about that artist. And he asks, knowing that Felicity is an artist, he asks Felicity for a quote about what that could mean. And Felicity plays along and gives it to him. But Fish, what is she? What's what does she think this is right now? I mean, all she says is something like, "Oh yeah, what's her name? Sean. Sean told me about her, but Sean, we know." you know later we find out that he doesn't know what's been going on um so it sounds like he's just he just thinks he's trying to impress a girl yeah okay that's that's my thought um that makes sense that makes sense Um, i'm a little confused i don't know her sentence is weird because what what i know of Jeff Koons is he makes um, like huge 3D sculptures of, yes, balloon animals, mostly dogs. What? Yeah, that's that's his this thing. show is right up your alley. <laughs> um, all about it. All about it. Just uh, that's his you thing. Know that's Koons. what he does. But like this whole mundane arts thing i don't know i or mund i don't know mundane objects i'm like but all he does is big dog balloon animals well maybe she thinks big dogs or dogs are mundane objects i don't know i don't know how to explain this i don't i mean you just like at least tripled my knowledge of jeff Koontz. um <laughs> I mean, if you think about, like, you've probably seen these, like, around. They're big, they're big, shiny balloon animal dogs. Okay. 
If that doesn't ring a bell, then no. I guess you never. Okay. It doesn't well, ring a bell. look these up afterward because they're amazing. Um, but yeah, so she's going to give this beautiful sentence um, to Noel, who actually, you know, all right, we'll see later. He, he doesn't bungle it. Um, and then all of a sudden, there's a baby. Javier comes in with a baby. It's his nephew, Isaiah. Balloons and a baby. Wow. You were really, it seems like you were really activated in this scene uh, in ways that I was not even aware of. I mean, I, I enjoyed what happened after this. So go ahead and, and tell us, give us the setup. And I will say I did enjoy this one part. I mean, Javier shows up with this baby. There's cooing that happens. He's like, Noel, watch this kid while I talk to Felicity. And then he has this whole conversation with Felicity where he's like, this has really ignited my maternal flame. But I I guess I appreciate that the people who were writing this episode understood that this is something they've never told us about Javier before. So they would say things like, we've been thinking about this for a while. (laughs) Um, which can't even really be right. Cause how long did it take him even to have a conversation with Samuel about going to school? You know, no, he's doing it all. Isn't he? He's, he's really doing the most, if you will. And so it's, it's like, this isn't something that you just drop on people for one episode. And like, I want, I would, I would think that people who are going through a process like this have spent a lot of hours, a lot of time, like a lot of research that they've explored options that they're, you know, like they're really, um, this would, I would think this would be a whole thing to unpack. Yes. And they didn't want to do that though. They I mean, didn't. Would they you just... have wanted that though? Would you? No, have... I didn't even want this. Yeah. Correct. It makes less so. sense to me that they would have one episode where you tell us a character that you love that you've seen a lot has who has never spoken about this once suddenly has this huge very important very responsibility filled desire and wants to pull felicity like i just uh i i don't feel like Javier talking to maybe my problem here is that I don't feel like Javier talking to Felicity about this should be the first time she's even heard that he wants a kid. You know, it should be like, oh, yeah, I know you've been doing this for so long. You've been trying this thing and this thing and this Mm -hmm. thing. Oh, now you're coming to me like for her for the whole reveal to happen all at once where he's like, we want all of this to happen and it's on you. (laughs) It's like, wait a minute. Like you would think as her her being his friend she would have information about this whole process that they've gone through to get to this point and that's where the wanting to help would come from that's just not what we got no it's not and it is a little upsetting that we're never going to hear about this again um it's also not upsetting um Uh, i know right just from a like i don't love this uh storyline perspective but i will say so few things that i loved first of all noel's monkey face right amazing so he's trying to um 
distract Isaiah, uh, Javier's nephew, and Javier's just like, be a monkey. He likes a monkey. And so, like, Noel's like, okay, and just does a bunch of monkey faces. And yeah. it's, it's just amazing. It felt right. Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and okay, well, let's talk for a sec about this follow-in conversation where Javier's maternal flame is lit up. Um, I will say I did like this line where he was like, you know, will you have a baby with me? You have my favorite genes. I don't mean Jordash. And Jordash is, isn't around anymore, right? That's been a while since, is that really dating so. us? I think that is. Yeah. I haven't heard of Jordash in so long, but that was a really popular huge jeans brand. company. That was a major, it was like Levi Strauss and then Jordash and guess. Uh, I feel like I knew those three brands like were very popular at that time. Yeah. I was always like old Navy. Yeah. It's cheap and I can get it. And <laughs> I was whatever pants would fit over my gymnast right. thighs. Like that was the dictating factor. <laughs> it is a struggle folks. They don't, they don't make pants for, or they didn't make pants for people who have like athletic figures. Um, Agreed. That's not a thing. (laughs) Well, especially because with water polo, you know, we're constantly treading water. And so like in and out of season, we would go up and down like two different sizes in pants. Yeah. And so I was like, always get the stretchy pants. (laughs) yeah curvy was a was a blessing for me um it was a real real blessing (laughs) yeah okay I mean I definitely I mean the idea here is lovely and and the thing is it's not as if they've never had Felicity consider something radical you know I mean the whole green card marriage idea comes up for me um which again was a one episode (laughs) story and is referenced here again is referenced here again at least a couple times, right? In different ways. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, the fact that I think somebody sort of said to the writers, it's not unusual for Felicity can, to consider impulsive things or do impulsive things. And so they just flat out wrote that in. Yeah. Like, we're going to explain this by saying that Felicity is empathetic and may consider a plea from Javier like this. Um, and so he will make it. <laughs> yeah, he will. And another thing that I, I at first uh, enjoyed, by the end of this episode, like if if you feel the need to go back and watch this episode again, note the end of every scene because most of them just end with people being shocked looking out into space and so that's how this (laughs) this ends which is a very soap opera thing to do yeah he just like drops this bomb he's like it's okay if you say no would you be the mother of my child and she's just sitting there shocked looking out into space yeah and we're gonna get a continuation of this thought when we get to the next scene where first of all we're in the loft and the drink fridge is gonna play here the one that that mandy was telling us about uh we're gonna get it prominently here ben's gonna go into the fridge 
It's going to grab a drink. Mm -hmm. Uh, It really is like the weirdest thing. Beautiful though. Uh, Beautiful fridge. It's got, um, she pointed out specifically, you can see right through it. And so this is the, the main fridge. It looks more like a commercial vending machine type of situation than it does an actual fridge you'd have in, in a home. But here it is in their home, which is fun. <laughs> it's very fun. And we're going to get Ben. So this is a Ben Felicity scene. Ben's telling Felicity a little bit about Al-Anon. He's just sort of, yeah. I don't, it felt like he was even going too far with the generic things he said. I don't know. Like he sort of was describing the overall vibe, but he didn't, he didn't tell anything that people shared and he didn't say Molly was there. (laughs) Well, Um, you can't do that. I mean, that's, that's a big part of it, but like, here's, here's another thing that I wasn't a huge fan of. They talk and show a lot about Al-Anon in this episode, much of it not correct mm-hmm. again so yeah. i'm like this this was a very functional writer's room they were like, just trying no, to get it done yeah like nobody was an alcoholic nobody had ever been to al-anon nobody knew what they were talking about okay <laughs> so like well, we're definitely like, gonna need right, your thoughts on that as we go through because i wouldn't know um, like yeah. what things were unusual here, but I, I, uh, I mean, he starts off talking about like his experience, but he says they, I enjoyed that little, you know, he hasn't identified as part of them yet. Mm-hmm. He's like, Oh, it's these other people. It's a student group. And, you know, he says, you know, we, I can't really talk about it you know, outside of the meeting, which is not, I mean, it is actually true. You shouldn't be talking to other people because it's, it's anonymous. I mean, you, it, I guess you can say certain things if other people can't be identified, but I think generally it's frowned upon talking with other people who aren't part of, um, Part of Al-Anon. But Felicity's like, sure, you know, no problem. Like, just wondering, like, did you talk? Uh, he was like, no, it's my first meeting. And I think that's that seems pretty normal. I mean, he's just there to sort of figure out what's going on. Um, still see, glad that he's going. Yeah, and see if that's the right just, space for him. Yeah. And then she's just like, oh, like, New topic. By the way. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just love how I actually really love Scott Speedman in this scene, like this part of it, because it's like she's just sitting there going, so Javier wants to have a baby with me. Um, No, no, no. So really, like, I'm supposed to harvest an egg and then it matches a sperm. And and Ben's just like, what? Yeah, he's just harvest? What do you... (laughs) What do you mean? He's it's looking like, notably uncomfortable. From the start. From the very beginning. And he's a little snarky about it. He's like very clearly not okay with this. He's like, you're not, 
not really going to do this, though, right? I, I love the way the he thing. delivered that, because when he says you're not thinking, you're not really thinking about this, are you? But he says it with that little twinkle, like, Felicity often does consider stuff yeah. like this. <laughs> and there's a couple scenes that he'll have where you see him really nod to, like, I know you, okay? Yeah. Would you just... And, you know, she is sort of trying to justify it to herself because she hasn't, she doesn't say in this scene that she is thinking about it. No, she specifically says, like, she specifically lies. And I don't think this is like a she's lying to herself kind of thing. I think this is a Ben just came out, like, very clearly against it. And she just straight out lies to like not have the argument with him at that moment. She's like, mm. no, I'm not really thinking about it. I think it, it depends totally on where you see it. that turn because to me, the the moment that I felt that she was solidified in her decision was seeing the stork dust commercial. Yes, but I but she she's thinking about it. She, she's thinking about it. Yeah, yeah I don't think. But she's she says to him, "I'm not thinking about it. Like I'm not even thinking about it." Mm. She mentions to sort of grease the wheels for later. She's like, you know, Javier and Samuel have been looking through a catalog to yeah. find the potential uh, donor. And she she positions that like, how unsavory is that option, Ben? You know, it's, it's like, all right. I don't know. That's a pretty normal, pretty normal process. I would think yeah. it would be. Yes. Thank you to yeah. all the people who donate and are in that catalog. Um, except for patty patty you suck patty patty we don't like you patty um so all right so that's set up whatever that is and then we're gonna get (laughs) to me probably the most interesting real thing that i could cling on to in this whole this whole episode the tracy and elena stuff felt very real and very rooted to me and very much their personalities um so this Thank goodness for the, I mean, it's not fun, but this (laughs) stuff, um, this stuff resonated for me. It landed as like, oh, they've actually, the writers have met these characters before and they're Mm -hmm. trying to tell us a story that will carry, the thread of this came before it and will continue after it. Thank you again. We love you writers for including us or I do. We'll see what you think. Um, So Tracy and Elena, so they're, Tracy's, they're both walking. Elena's trying to catch up to Tracy. And they get to a stairwell. Elena has no idea that at the end of the last episode, we found out that basically Finn revealed the affair he had with Elena to Tracy by accident. Yeah. So Tracy knows now, but Elena doesn't know that Tracy knows. And so we're going to get that here where she's like, oh, help me study. She, you know, there's a test coming up and she's trying to be all normal. And Tracy is so ice cold. I don't blame him. I I don't blame him either. This really, this really resonated for me. And it really just shows you like, uh, I, I love the switch. You know, we've seen him be, this warm competitive drawing elena out version of himself for so long and then you see him just shut down and it's like this is what it looks like when you're when you betray tracy you know like he can only go so far i mean he's not 
I don't know. At some points, I, like he definitely, when he's speaking and he gets snappy, um, I feel it when, when he, you know, but sometimes it's so he, I feel like maybe he was just younger in this, but he doesn't have the, I don't know, the, I don't want to say ability, but he just, he doesn't hold the ice cold expression very mm. well because okay. I'm looking at his face and I'm like still smiling. Because oh, it's no. him. Well, okay. I mean, you have, you know, he's a lovable guy. Um, he is. You have a lot of good connotations with him. But I mean, yeah. here, when you actually look at, he's not going to, he's not going to spend any amount of time playing along with this. Elena obviously yeah. doesn't know that he knows. And he just turns around. She's like asking him to study. And he just says, Finn told me mm-hmm. about you and him. You know, it's just like, I, we're, we're not, I'm not going to do this charade he's asking her to stop playing dumb. You know, he won't let her spend any amount of time wasting his time denying this. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, but Elena's apologizing. Sorry. Elena's apologizing. And he, he really shuts this down with bitterness. I think the couple lines that really struck me with him were towards the end where he says, you had your sex now. Yep. And it was like, oh. Hope it was worth it. Yeah, hope it was worth it. And then when she she says something and she's still trying to, you know, sort of get through to him and, and apologize and she she makes the mistake of calling him baby. And he says, yeah. who are you calling your baby? I am not your baby. Yeah, that was <sighs> rough. But I also felt like... <sighs> she didn't do a really good job of apologizing and i i mean i maybe it was just because this sort of hit her out of nowhere plus it's a really awkward place in the middle of the stairwell to to try to apologize but it felt like her heart really wasn't in it she she was trying to justify but she didn't really seem i don't know like that's that I don't know desperate to like be with him I didn't get a lot of emotion out of her I definitely Uh, got shock with her and I think if you think about in the prior episode where she was going to try to tell him this before he stopped her and read his poem (laughs) (laughs) um even then she was really beating around the bush. She's like, you know, it's been really great being in a relationship with you it's Mm -hmm. like what's happening where are we going with this and um and that's when she was prepared to do it yeah so i guess this is like and to see just the very suddenness of his complete emotional reversal on her and to be on the receiving end of that and it's like he shut her down and so she was shut down i mean i don't know i would want after this to see her come back and be really thoughtful about her words and earnest yeah but i mean it makes sense what she does in in writing the letter i just wish we actually found out what was in it um because that i mean those are the words we want to hear uh but i will say for this episode for this uh scene 
I mean, she did have a great outfit on and her hair. They figured this out, this whole, you know, beautiful braided on top, which they tried to do earlier and it did not work out. Um, so like she's looking good, but it doesn't matter. Um, she not going to make a dent. Yeah. I don't know what she expected, Mm -hmm. you know, like I, I can't fault Tracy for any of this. I mean, I would have done the same thing. It's like, no, we're done. Mm-hmm. Like, we're just, we're done. Like, I'm done with you. Yeah. That's it. The yeah. end. Uh, well, we're certainly going to get more squirming here. That's for sure. So speaking Onto of squirming, a less believable plot. <laughs> yeah. Jane and Noel, they're coming back from watching. She um, must've taken him to an Aboriginal dance troupe performance Mm-hmm. And you can see that Noel wasn't really digging it. They're walking away from the place, having a debrief of it. And he's like, well, you know, um, <laughs> you know, it looked like a lot of, uh, he, he basically his highlight was somebody twisting their ankle and limping off the stage, which he didn't realize was an accident. <laughs> um, he just isn't, he is not on the same page. And he takes the moment to like sort of bend down go into his his uh, bag and there's that met button the admissions button that you get when you've when you've gone to the met yeah and he makes sure she can see it that's the thing like he's getting way too good at this um yeah it's it's creepy it's really creepy. it's super creepy and the way he delivers Felicity's line about the mon- mundane objects, mm-hmm. I'm just like, dude, you're getting way too good at this. He's getting good. He's getting off. And the, I will say the one thing that is consistent about him here is that this is not the first time that he's ever, if this is maybe like the fifth time that he's taken somebody else's words verbatim and delivered <laughs> them to his partner or attempted partner or hopeful partner. Um, and, and yeah. So in this situation, she's like, wait a minute, Coots too. Like you've been to the Met. Hold on. This is just weird. I just emailed a friend about this yesterday. How did this happen? Noel? I know <sighs> he, like he, on the one hand, he's, he is getting very like stealth and good at this. On the other hand, he is constantly just messing up like he's beginning to stumble um i mean (sighs) she she is kind of catching on but at the same time he's able to explain it away every time she's like why do we have so much in common yeah he's like fate luck (laughs) yeah and then a couple times in this episode so he he goes in to try to kiss her. She she's like keeping her distance from him in a notable way. And she's like, no, 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 it's there's there's somebody else. Like it's an old friend, but I, I don't know. And Noel's like, I know. She's like, Yeah, I know, right? What? <laughs> what do you mean you know? And then he does the classic. I was just watching a movie yesterday where they um it was sliding doors, which oh, I love that. It was okay. 
It was very 90s. Um, I haven't seen it since the 90s. I liked the idea of the plot in the 90s, which is really all I remembered. I thought it was interesting the way they did it. Um, For those of you who haven't seen it, it's a Gwyneth Paltrow movie. And it just sort of portrays like how, how things would play out for her if she did or didn't catch a train at a certain time. And I thought it would be, I was curious when I saw them set it up, I was like, how are they going to make this so I understand which, which timeline we're living in? And it was actually pretty simple to follow. Well, not simple, but it was easy enough to follow. Um, I thought they were clever about how they did it. They did hair. They did a bandage at one point. Um, (laughs) They do a lot of split screens with that, that movie, which I enjoyed. Yeah. So, I mean, but but again, they had a character in it who was basically doing repeats of these no lines. It was like, <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'm just saying, of course, you would have had like somebody because you're this amazing woman. <laughs> like, ah, red flag, red yeah. flag. Um, I mean, he's just like, he's like, oh, yeah, I know about the other guy. And she's like, wait, how do you know? He's like, no, no, no. I, I know how, how that feels. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know that situation, how sure. it must feel. Mm. And then she just goes in for like the one, two punch. She's like, you know, I just, I don't want to mislead you. I think honesty is really important between us. And I was like, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yes, honesty. That's a thing we're doing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So now cut to Felicity and her partner. Oh my goodness. Watching a stork dust baby powder commercial. (laughs) I don't know if this stuff is real. I'm going to guess no. I don't know. I mean, this commercial is your classic, like, mama cup playing with it like it's just like like the mama animals playing with the baby animals and pulling at your heartstrings it's like what was it sally struthers who used to do all those like one dollar a day feeds yeah. this child. it was very much appealing in that same way and felicity's looking at it like oh i know oh. she just all <laughs> of a sudden sees babies everywhere and just I don't know, her her maternal flame is lit, apparently, for the next 35 to 42 minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly that amount of time. And, you know, the thing is, look, with the age that she she is not around a lot of babies, okay? No. And if she were really that interested... Wouldn't she have taken a more vested interest in Ruby? <laughs> I mean, that was awkward, though. Like, that, w- there was a whole other thing. I guess so, huh? I don't know. But plus, there was no baby at that point. There was just a Maybe having when a baby. Ruby comes back with her baby. Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, so Ben comes in. And yeah. the thing is... Felicity was just wound up by seeing this stork dust baby powder commercial. <laughs> so he comes in and she's like, I don't agree with you. I actively don't agree with you. And Ben's like, 
what is what? happening right now? What? <laughs> she's like, look, there are ads. People are getting $50,000 for egg donations. And he's just like, are you thinking about it? Like, really? Have you thought this through? Because I have. And I thought he said he hasn't. Oh, I thought he said I have because I mean, he has, he's, he starts like, as they go on, he starts listing off all the reasons he's like, I, I feel like he just keeps, um, he, he's not expressing himself very well at first, well, but the things he gonna... starts with here, yeah. he finishes with later he explains like he says here you know javier the baby's half you you're impulsive all this stuff and then later he explains you know this is the reason that that is an issue yeah i think in a later conversation we'll see that he was triggered on it for for himself for a different reason but the the reasons that he is presenting to her here are actually if he was going to try to get this across the line, if he was going to try to get his point of view across the line, it's probably better that he articulated this stuff rather than yeah. what was really driving him. I think that's good that that came up later, but the fact that he says you were going to see this baby mm -hmm. all the time, like mm -hmm. there is no separating yourself from this situation. And like, you'd be the mom, you know, like whether or not you were supposed to be because you're around this kid, you'd be the mom. And I, I think he's really driving at that point, which is something that it doesn't seem as though she's thought about. Um, yeah, even though she says, I have thought it through. This is not impulsive. It's not impulsive this time. And he just, he knows. Yeah. He knows her. I, I enjoyed that. That was one of my favorite exchanges of this whole episode you do these things impulsively sometimes she's like, well, this isn't one of those times. It's like, you sure? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was so, um, Perfect. it was a little on the nose. I, it was, I really enjoyed those lines because the writers needed to put stuff like that in there for us to believe that we would be going on this ride with them for an episode. Yep. But, but it also was true. So it's yeah. in this very meta way. It's like, well, you were written into a corner. <laughs> <laughs> and also it's true to her personality that in the past she has done some impulsive stuff. And he knows that about her. He knows her very well. And they just have to say it directly to us so that we believe <laughs> the rest of the plot that's happening around it. Yes. I, I mean, it's one of those, I think they're kind of, not so much making fun of themselves, but just like calling out something that we all know. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate that. Um, uh, she is impulsive. And we're gonna, she, she agrees with it. We're going to head from here to her locking in on this choice. And she's going to go but to Dean Luca. She's going to do it wearing the red jacket that I love. Oh, fun. Right. All right. Very cool. Well, so she's a Dean DeLuca. Javier's brother is giving him a bunch of lip. He's, uh, or at least he's telling the story about how critical his brother was about the baby idea. And he thinks the kid will be bullied, which fair enough in the 90s, he would be, but, or she would be. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, 
thank goodness we've come so far. Okay. It's so tough with this little anecdote that they threw in here because I mean, I do think it gives you a sense of the time that we're in and sort of what the, what his family's reaction might have been. But again, this shouldn't have all been one episode. You know, like, I, <laughs> why is everybody now just finding out about this deep? It's not like, oh, I'm thinking about starting up fly fishing. You know, it's <laughs> like, I'm going to take on life altering yeah, thing. This huge amount of responsibility that if it, that directly impacts somebody's life forever mm. and mine and my partner's and why is everybody just like i appreciate that they're trying to add this stuff in to try to convince us that this is really what's happening in javier's world but if this were really happening in javier's world this just would have been such a long-term thing i don't know um i mean it seems like samuel and him have been doing the work they just haven't told anyone about it you know they have been looking through the catalogs they've figured out the process they've talked about it they like want someone close to them but mm -hmm. they haven't told other people um yeah. guess so you know but fine. felicity is gonna save the day and she's gonna say i'll donate yeah and then they hug and their family yeah <laughs> well they're she's giving them a family just giving them a family i i mean okay this is yeah. how it went down with the green card marriage too proposal. it did yeah for being fair okay and there's precedent i enjoyed the next scene as well because it's felicity on the phone with her mom trying to explain what's happening and the whole scene is just felicity's mom through the phone that we hear on felicity's side telling her that she's crazy yeah we can't and, actually hear barbara porter but we can hear yeah. felicity of course i trust him okay yeah. i'll listen to your reasons again you know it's just <laughs> like you know what barbara's saying uh-huh you're crazy yeah. what are you doing yeah. don't do this look just because javier fanboyed out over her when he met her doesn't mean <laughs> that she's gonna sign off on this as a mom you know yeah um i mean she uh, wasn't that interested in him when he was fanboying all over she really her. wasn't she's like i think i've heard your name but this is not this yeah. is not as exciting as it is for you no. um and then so... we get molly saying i think it's wonderful and I'm assuming going to a meeting and lying about it. Yeah, she's I'm off to a movie, but she's going to a meeting. We'll find out in a minute. Um, and that's everything we get in that scene. The end. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> they, they were getting from here to there, okay? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I guess it's helpful to establish that Molly could have been covering for herself anytime she's ever gone anywhere, except we haven't really heard her say she was going anywhere ever. ever. Nope. Um so okay she's comfortable to tell lies to her her roommates mm -hmm. all right there's that we're getting that information um all right so the, the use of documentary style was sparse here but it happened yeah. um this this is i thought this is a a great moment yeah because what we have here is 
two guys both being super creepy. Yeah. One of whom will call the other one out. And it's like, so Sean is filming and he's coming up behind Noel, who is reading Jane's emails. Yeah. So we've got Noel reading Jane's emails. And then you've got Sean. Like, imagine Noel wasn't. <laughs> Imagine Noel was reading his own emails. <laughs> Sean not only would have been reading Noel's emails, he would have been filming them. Correct. So, <laughs> I mean... I mean, uh, this is a lot guys. of layers of creepy, but, you know, <laughs> Sean's going to see Jane Scott's name on the computer screen, and he immediately knows what's happening, and he flips out. He's like, this is a, this is a felony. This doesn't work. This isn't okay. You're reading her emails. And so he knows like, stop filming this, stop filming this. And so you see Sean, he puts the camera down, but you can still hear the whole <laughs> conversation. So his camera is still on. Yeah. But he's like, it's a felony and a great hook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's all that. And Noel keeps trying to confirm if the camera's off. And then when he feels relatively confident that it is, which he has no reason to feel that way. No he starts to divulge what he's been learning and he's like, yeah, it turns out, you know, Jane has this friend named Tricky in Florida or that she met in Florida. I'm not really sure. Uh, I think he said met in Florida. And then like, she's going to be volunteering at this old age home and he's just sharing with another person, (laughs) all this information he got by doing something he shouldn't be doing. But he's, the way that he talks about it, he's like, now I'm competing with this guy, Mm -hmm. Tricky. It's not just she knows him. It's like, I'm competing with him. And so, you know, I need, I need to see that film because I, I've now logged out. I don't know why I can't just log back in, but he's like, oh, I, I need to get the address to the old age home. So that I, that she volunteers that so I can go volunteer there. And Sean's just like, you're sick. You have a problem. This is an issue. And, and I was like, oh, you're right. You're right. This is just wrong. And he starts advancing on Sean. Mm -hmm. "You're, You're absolutely right. And, and then he just grabs the camera. He's yeah. like, I must know where, and apparently he gets the address. Um, because we'll we'll see him there in the next scene. But like, he's done this several times where he yeah. just fully admits that he's like wrong in doing this, and then just continues to do it. So the thing is, that kind of thing exists. There are people whose brains are wired that way in the real world. I've met some of them. I've, I've hated it every second of it. And I know it exists. It just doesn't feel like Noel to me. So, I mean, and and I'm thinking, I'm specifically thinking of a person that I knew at this place where I used to volunteer and who was a bartender and he was just too flirty with all of the women, just too flirty. And his wife worked there too. And they had like maybe an open marriage he would just be that guy who would sit in a conversation with you and be a little too weird and a little too flirty for a little too long. And then he'd say stuff like, yeah, I know you're, I know I probably 
comes off as a little too much, but I just wanted to, it's like, it does <laughs> even always Correct. with these things that were like, yes, that's exactly how I'm feeling. Thanks yeah. for acknowledging that you're creepy as all hell. <laughs> and then like, he would say it as if by saying it, he diffused it, but it was like, no, I'm still feeling that way. Get out of my face. Yeah. And he was like that with everybody. And it's not the only person in my life that I've ever met that way. So it's like, what is that? I don't <laughs> like, know. Like, I, it's like to be self-aware enough that you can label your actions. Mm-hmm. Is it just no conscience? Is it twisted morals? <laughs> is it like? I feel like. He can't help himself. Like he addiction. Yeah, it just feels like he's gone a little insane. Like he just has gone off the deep end with this. Like more so than Leon. In a different way than Leon. I understood how we got to Leon. This doesn't make sense to me. I I feel like. I mean, I have know. we seen this in the past with him being able to label something and doing it anyway? I mean, I don't think so. Um, I mean, if I think about him as an RA, um, I feel like a lot of the stuff that he did there was like, I'm following the RA rule book or yeah. I'm doing this, but I'm protecting your name or I'm, you know, like he... I and think he was the, very aware of where the lines were with the rules. And yeah. and even the stuff with like Hannah, he was honest about where he was going and like, I have to see this through and you know, all the, yeah, this is, this is a departure for him. Um, but I do feel like he's also coming off of being pretty unstable. Mm-hmm. And so maybe this is just a continuation of that. Um, but yeah, he's, he's lost it. Uh, He's absolutely lost it in all of the worst possible ways. I mean, this is, so the next scene, we're going to actually see him at this home. I don't, is it an assisted living home maybe, or a senior center? I don't know. Yeah. He calls Um, it an old age home, which I don't think we do that anymore. I don't think we do that anymore. I I don't know. I would assume it's one of those two things. Yeah. And he's playing chess with some guy named Howie, who he's been playing chess for maybe 20 minutes, and he's decided yeah. to establish a rapport as if they've known each other longer. Yes. Um, <laughs> and Jane comes in and she sees Noel for the first time ever at this place. Are you noticing a pattern here, Jane? Jane. Yeah, Jane. she's she's getting suspicious. She's like, oh, this is too weird. And then he flips it on her. She's like, he's like, yeah, it is too weird. You're following me. Like, what's uh, up with that? Not cool. And then she's she just looks at him and and you can see her thinking, this is weird. And then he, the, he just, she just goes, okay, and sits down. And I'm like, no, what is wrong with you? Jane, continue with your suspicions. You are correct. Yeah. So I'm going to throw my note from an optimist in here, which is going to seem really counterintuitive for how we're talking about this. Um, (laughs) Because also... Helping old people. Well, 
<laughs> they, because of what this story is. Okay. Yes. They've had to make Jane willing to look the other way, way too much, like far, far, far too much. But what an interesting person they've built for us over basically like what, two episodes, three episodes. Um, she had, because they needed to have somebody who could be going, having a lot of different plans in a lot of different places that Noel has to discover, they have to make Jane a really interesting person. And so like Jane's got all of these different things that are part of her world. And frankly, none of our main characters have this much stuff going on in their world. You know, think about it. Jane, Jane's taking like a math, a, a serious, what was it? Math class or a, a polynomial? So. Like, yeah, I think it's math, but it could like, have been. She's taking this huge math or physics class as like a very intimidating one as an elective. She's mm-hmm. focused on dance. She's Mm -hmm. going to museums. She's volunteering at senior centers or whatever else this would be. You know, she's got all these varied interests and types of cuisine she likes. (laughs) She's got this rich world of friends around her. She's always on the phone with a friend or talking about other friends. Like she is this really fully fleshed out person that in three episodes how did they even, you know, like, it's just amazing to me. I want to know more about Jane. I want her rid of Noel entirely. And frankly, Richard as well. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, if I, I think they've got, they've done a really interesting job with characters like Jane and Pam, where in very like little Pam. time, they gave us all this information about Candy Pam yeah, and made her, us really like interested in her. And then I think they're giving us a lot to hook onto with Jane. And I just, I love that. I love that these women would have come in for a role that they were like, okay, you've got two, three episodes tops with us, but we're going to make you cool. You know, like we're going to give you a whole backstory um, and this whole life. I don't know how often that really happens on a show, let alone with a woman character at this time. Um, so yeah, I, I just, I want to know more about Jane. We're not going to find out more about Jane, but I want to know more about her. And I, I want to know her (laughs) in real life. I don't know. I think this is interesting. That answers one of my big questions at the end. Guess she doesn't forgive Noel and give him a second chance. All right. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I like Jane up to a point, the point where she just kind of shrugs and says, okay, like whatever. Um, This just, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's her being naive or her like looking, like thinking people are more honest than they are. No, I don't like that about her it makes her seem not very bright yeah I think I I think that's the other unfortunate thing they had to build in was that you know her interest like we have to get through enough 
shared experiences with Noel and Jane that she has to let it keep going. So they set up a really interesting person. And then the downside of it is that they're going to have to make her be not suspicious enough. You know, it's like, she's, but she's, she's calling it. She's like, this is weird. It is, you know, this is every time she's seeing him in a new place, this is strange. And I think it's, it's triggering a little for her, but it's not enough for her to take action about it. Um, I don't know. I just, it seems odd to me that these things are not compounding. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, that is how this plot would work. You know, like they can't, if she's too, if she sets a limit with him, the story's over. (laughs) (laughs) So they're trying to keep it going as long as they can. And it sounds like they've gone on too long for you in terms of plausible deniability. Yes. Um, she either had to like not realize it at all or which again i would question or be uh, like he's got to be better at covering because they're they're doing two things with him they're like making him good at you know turning it on her but at the same time he's messing up constantly yeah so it's like he's both great at this and not great at this yeah um but anyway so Felicity, Felicity, we're going to get our PSA portion of the, uh, our educational portion portion of this episode where Felicity is going to go to a woman who can give her information about the egg donation process. Yes. She has a fertility counselor. Yeah. And she's at Felicity's doing her research and she walks in this woman is breastfeeding, which clearly makes Felicity very uncomfortable. Yeah, she's really disarmed by this. And so, or disarmed Are is you, the word I want. She's thrown off. She's thrown she's, off. She's uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but like, are you ready to be a mother if you can't watch breastfeeding? You know, you may ask yourself that many times in this episode. <laughs> You're ready to be a mother if blank blank yes. you know like dot 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 all any of the following conditions are true uh yeah. all of that would apply to felicity mm-hmm. <laughs> you know we're gonna get and we've gotten stuff like this before where we're gonna get this other character who comes in just to give felicity tons of information and yep. so this woman's gonna be like okay you see this is the amount of time it's like all of this time hormones needles more needles more needles mm-hmm. after that hot flashes more needles you know yeah. <laughs> so she's like um there are there are a lot of needles. For me, the the most invasive part I think would be the vaginal ultrasound. Yeah, that does not that does not sound pleasant. Uh, but it's no. outpatient. I mean, hey, couple a couple of hours, you'll be done, no problem. And I guess if you're watching this scene, it might bring you back to the scene in Love and Marriage where um, the Javier starts telling her about, you know, okay, so we're going to be married this amount of time, and then we can apply for the temporary visa, and then this amount of time, and then a year, and then, the, the, and, and, you know, as Felicity starts to really look at, because she had already said yes at that point, mm-hmm. and then she started to get the details. I feel like she right. needs to start doing the reverse. <laughs> Very good. Yes. Figure mm-hmm. out what this entails before you agree to it 
Correct. Yes. I feel Good. like it's a simple, yeah. a simple thing that Felicity can do. Just flip the order yeah. of the steps she has been taking. I mean, a simple thing, but also very against her nature. So maybe also not very, that easy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So Felicity's now going to go to Elena. She's like, ooh, so much I didn't know about all this. Yeah. <laughs> and she's just like, lots of needles. And Elena very pointedly says, if you think it's a mistake, don't do it. Yeah. And Elena's Felicity in her immediately, own world right now. <laughs> yeah. But but Felicity just says, oh, no, no, I'll do it. But then look at this scary contract. And she starts reading some of the T's and C's, which, to be honest, seemed like very protective ones for her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it's the one that she was normal... reading was like, she won't have to pay money if any, like, you know, yeah. if the child is born with any sort of an illness or disease, it's like, sign that. Yeah, I mean, she, <laughs> like, what are you? <laughs> she is giving up all rights and responsibilities for yeah. the child. Yeah. Um, and that's what that looks like. So that looks like indeed, you know, but it, you know, let's, let's keep thinking about that. This is a child that you're going to see very often. If you continue yeah. to be friends with Javier, that would be such a blurry line. Um, so, but then we, we turned the lens on Elena here because Elena's kind of sad right now. What's she doing? Yeah. She's writing a letter to Tracy. Mm-hmm. And why? Because she slept with Finn. Yeah. The first time Felicity that. here's uh here's about it. She's just like, I've ruined everything. Yeah. Yeah, Felicity hadn't known this. I guess Elena told Noel, right? Um but I don't Yeah, because think he was insane. Else, yeah. I don't think she had told anybody else, so she's revealing this information now. And I like this moment here, although I don't think that they, I don't think they took full advantage of it with the show. I think they could have done more with this mm -hmm. because Elena looks at Felicity and says, if you had actually slept with Randy, do you think Ben would have forgiven you? And Felicity does not answer that question. She just kind of yeah. swipes it aside and says, oh, it'll it'll work out with you guys. You know, Tracy will come around. And so. But even if she had, the situations are not comparable to me. Like, I don't know. Aren't they? I mean. I don't think they are because, I, I mean, on the one hand, yes, yeah, sleeping with somebody else, not good. I don't I don't think that's that's good under any circumstance. But then, like, in Felicity's case. She was blackout she drunk. She was blackout drunk. And, and that's an excuse. Would have been taken advantage of versus Elena. Like, this wasn't an accident. You know, like, uh, there is no, there, there isn't any, there is no cushion for this blow for Tracy. Like, there's, yeah. like, but she, I this was very that... intentional. It was a more than one time thing to get to this point. She went on dates with him. She kissed him. She then slept with him all on separate occasions. She fake like she she was really deceitful 
in this situation, in addition to cheating on him. And I think in Felicity's situation, she, if she had slept with Randy, she would have cheated on Ben. But I didn't see, like, the level of deceit from Elena is an added factor for me that makes it, like, uh, very insidious. (laughs) And so it's like, I don't know what the excuse could be. I don't, I don't think getting drunk is an excuse. I mean, and we don't know that it necessarily would have been Randy taking advantage of her. He could have been as drunk as she was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, like, I mean, I agree that it, I, I don't think either situation is good, but I don't think that these are, I don't think this is the same situation. I, I don't think that, it's exactly the same, but I do think it could have as big an effect because we have to remember for Ben, the whole alcohol thing, right, mm-hmm. is an issue for him. Mm-hmm. And so, like, while it wasn't multiple occasions, that is like an additional issue um, yeah. for yeah. him. And so, I don't know. I thought it was interesting that that she didn't answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. then, and then they didn't really do anything with that. So I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Well, okay. We're going to head from here to a group meeting. I actually, I liked the camera work at the start of this. Um, maybe I like a lot of this scene. Well, I'll figure that out as we go through it. The, so they're going to show up. They're going to try to give us a sense of place here. We know it pretty much instantly that we're at a group meeting. But the, everybody's positioned in, it seems to be a circle or a half circle or the camera is panning around so you can see all the people in the group. And you're going to see Molly and then you'll see Ben. They're not sitting next to each other, but you'll see that they're both there. And I thought that was a, an interesting way to depict it that they don't often play with where, the, you know, they really kind of just the panning getting everybody's faces and i think this happens each time we see them in a meeting Mm -hmm. they never just show us both of them they Mm -hmm. show us one of them and then the question is so is the other one there and it takes a second for them to get around to the other person being there Mm -hmm. but yeah um i like some things about this scene again i I don't think that they depict Alanon very well. Okay. So yeah. I feel like they should do a better job of that. Well, um I'll ask you like how you think it could be better. What happens here is Ben is gonna share. We know from his prior conversation with Felicity and from actually watching the earlier meeting that he didn't share anything about his own life. And he does this time. And in I, I think it's a very classic Ben. What he does choose to share is very limited. Um, it's it's blunt, but it's not, he's not spending a whole lot of time holding holding the conch, if you will. Like he's he's just gonna get down to it. He's you know, his dad's an alcoholic. He says, I hate my dad. That's it. Yep. And he just doesn't have it's very rare that we get full on speech, Ben. And, you know, this is, I think, more typical of how he feels comfortable to communicate. 
So, but you know, he did share. He's mm-hmm. uh, to me. I guess that's him starting to make the decision that he does want to be in this group. Yep. Yeah. yeah. He's not just in observation mode anymore. Although that that is something you can do. You can just mm-hmm. go and sit and listen. There's no pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I didn't like how it started because the mm-hmm. leader, Nikki, says something like, you know, we're going to have brownies that someone has brought in. And um, I, she said, I hope you heal because I don't want to. There was an implication yeah. that eventually you work your way out of meetings. Right. It's like you hurry up and heal so I don't gain 10 pounds. And I'm like, that's not really how it works. Yeah. It's not a this is not a thing. This is not a let's, you know, this, this is a support group Mm -hmm. for as long as you need it. Yeah. It's not like a hurry up and figure it out and like heal yourself. And no, 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 that's, (laughs) this is a lifelong like thing. uh, If you need it, like again, but generally speaking, um, yeah. So I, I, and that comes back a couple of times. So yeah. I didn't, didn't love that, but I do like when they're all holding pamphlets. Um, and I like how Ben shares. I think he, he shares from a place of kind of anger, which is where mm-hmm. he, I think he feels most powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just see Molly's face, which has an emotion on it and i can't really tell whether it's like sadness or pity or she felt she feels something mm-hmm. but i'm not a hundred percent sure what it is yeah molly hmm. who is molly anyway um yeah molly is gonna share about her boyfriend james and this is where for me it's like has she always so Molly shares about her boyfriend, James, and she's saying, you guys, all this time, you've been for a while now telling me (laughs) that I need to break it off, but I couldn't break up with him. I think she says in this scene that it's been about a month, at least a month that they've been telling her she should break it off, right? Um, I didn't write down the time, but... But she definitely says, yeah, you know, you guys have been here. You've been telling me I need to protect myself and, you know, need, need to break it off. Um, she reveals that he's using, he's using alcohol and drugs. He's also a bad influence on me. She, d- Which I interpret to mean that she has also been using Um Although yeah. she says it in tricky words. Yeah. I mean, she, what she says is like, you know, I need to protect myself, but he's going through some really bad things. So I can't break up with him, but because of those bad things, I guess, or just because he's an addict, he's using and he's, you know, he's both um, drinking and he's using drugs and, what she says is, yeah, he's a bad influence on me, which I agree, um, makes it sound like she also has um, an alcohol and or drug addiction. 
And then she says, I'm addicted to an addict. And mm-hmm. this is, this is the start of something that I guess bugs me. And it, it doesn't mean that this doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. I I'm pretty sure this happens, but like if she is an addict, then she should be going to like AA and NA meetings and Al-Anon mm-hmm. and like the the Al-Anon part of this is you know to help people who have addicts in their life you're not supposed to bring addiction stuff in like your own addiction stuff into that like this is not the place for that mm-hmm. and, and again I'm sure people do but the leader should have said something um there's gonna be maybe it happens in the next episode or um where Ben sort of takes it up with the leader of the group. And he's like, is this all we do? We just listen to each other, talk about stuff shit like this. And the, and the leader is going to say like, well, you heard me mention that other group to her. Um, uh, okay. So I think they will. Uh, it's not going to happen on screen, but it, it'll happen for us in that way. Yeah. But it's not in this, this episode. Not... But as I but said, she also I didn't say it directly. Happens. So it's like, um, not yet. She will later. Yeah. Ben and Ben's going to hear all this for me. The timeline of all this is where like, it's like these writers, despite all the other obvious problems with this episode, these writers got the memo of here's where we're going with Molly. Hmm. A memo that the previous writers of previous episodes this season didn't have so (laughs) when you think about it and I'm just looking back at my notes from some previous episodes so the first episode this I'm trying to figure out when was it was was the first time that we met Molly um because I don't think it was in episode one no I feel like it was two or three yeah so let's see here I don't have it in the I feel like it was actually written into the episode description a new roommate moves in this was episode three october 18th and this one is basically one month later when we met molly we got the bit about her mom saying you'll find your love Mm -hmm. we've watched her have this weird thing two episode thing with richard going on yep all of the so but all of this time she's been going to this group and they've been telling her to break it off with James. Yeah, <laughs> like no, what? I don't I I feel like people can be very good at compartmentalizing. Um mm-hmm. it's not that I don't believe this, it's that they spent the last month giving us hardly anything about her. So to me, she was just like this floating nothing and it Mm -hmm. felt really creepy that she was like even in the apartment because she wasn't saying anything about herself but then even with that right so let's say we've had one month of us knowing molly in in episodes so if we've had one month how like okay in one month she's been to enough meetings where they've been telling her that she needs to break it off. Would you, after one week of seeing somebody go to a meeting and say, I've got a problem here. 
I feel like that would happen over a longer span of time. So depends I'm not on how long she's been in Al-Anon. It depends on how comfortable she is with sharing. I don't, I mean, it sounded to me like she's been seeing this guy for a while. So we're going to meet James, I think in the next episode, he does not have a British accent. Why would he? He's in New York. I feel like she met him in New York. We're going to need to clarify that when we meet him. Um, Because if my assumption is that she met James when she got to school and we only met her Uh, one month ago. I see. Even like just this storyline feels way too expedited to me. Like, how would you? School probably started in September, right? So she may have moved in in October, but maybe she had somewhere else to stay before that. But the and she show, could have been there over like, the summer because, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's a, it, she's an exchange student. And I certainly did that when I studied abroad, mm-hmm. um, spent some extra time there. So like, sure, she could have known him for up to like five or six months before this. But um I don't know. It does sound like someone she's been dating for years, but it does. Right. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, I just don't see how that's possible. So I'm going to have to listen really closely to what we get when they introduce James, which I guess they're sort of doing now, but um, yeah. this feels to me, it feels like before you go to get help, you simmer in a problem for some amount of time, right? Like you need to know you have a problem. And then it's like, does that happen? I don't feel like that happens after a week. So do you get, you know, if, if it were five or six months, that would make a whole lot more sense to me. If it were one month and these people in group have been telling her for a while that she needs to break it off, that feels too rushed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Molly. <laughs> guess we'll get to see some more of her yeah i'm gonna be really cluing um, into those what they drop about james when we get him um because with the things that i'm remembering it's not enough to put this puzzle together for me um so we're gonna get jane and noel mm-hmm. they are recounting the big chess game of 2000 <laughs> <laughs> and Jane's remarking again, oh, this is a lot to have in common. And she doesn't let him in to her apartment. She's still being kind of like. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'm freaked out by this, mm-hmm. you know? And, I, you know, Noel is just, uh, she's like, you know, uh, he tries to ask her out and she's like, you know, I, I kind of got this thing with this other guy. And I was like, Oh yeah, I know. I mean, he just keeps <laughs> he looking keeps up stupid and things not like covering. She's like, you know, he's like, no, well, you're just, you're beautiful. You're gorgeous. Of course. There are yeah. other guys. Like, obviously uh, yeah. everybody wouldn't think that. Just, yeah. And then he starts walking away and she's like, Oh, yeah. Okay. I will go out with you. Yeah. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Yikes. Jane. Yeah. 
Jane, Jane, Jane. Gosh. All right. So now we're going to get another implausible to continuing to be implausible. (laughs) Right. That that was a struggle I had here. So Ben's going to go to Felicity and he's going to say, look, all those other reasons I gave you, they were reasons, but I don't want you to do this thing with donating the egg because you're going to see this kid. You don't know what's going to happen. It's so stupid. Stop putting other people's needs in front of your own. And he's getting pretty upset about it. Well, he says, like, what if you disagree about parenting? And Felicity's mm-hmm. like, that's not going to happen. And he's like, but what if it does? Yeah. And I think he was, maybe just the order of the scenes, but mm-hmm. I think he saw the pain that Molly was feeling by kind of putting this guy, James, um, you know, in front of maybe her own needs or whatever. I think he's, because he he comes to Felicity saying, you know, I went to this meeting, mm-hmm. right? And I've been thinking about this, this you know, egg donation. It, like he puts it in the same sentence. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't and pick so, up on that. yeah, he kind of like he's getting mad. And I, I think he because Molly is being so open and sharing and. I think he's just seeing some of these similarities and going, you know, just stop, just stop doing this. I don't like that he calls it stupid. You know, I, I don't think that's the most productive, but Felicity. He did something like that with Julie once too, when she was looking for her birth mom and he yeah. got frustrated with her. It was like, you want do stuff, you know, like it was just yeah. a similar energy to that. Um, And I think rightfully so. Felicity's like, what? Like, why are you getting so upset right now? Like, what's mm-hmm. happening? And my, I guess my big thing is, like, he says, stop putting other people in front of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I kind of under, like, I understand where he's coming from. But at the same time, he's also asking her to make the decision for him. So like it's sort of the same as javier asking her to make the decision for him like Mm -hmm. ben's not sitting here going make the decision for yourself he's like i'm telling you not to do this i don't want you to do this Mm -hmm. and then we end again with another shocked thinking face yeah more shocked thinking faces and then we're gonna head to dean and deluca (laughs) where felicity's playing with the nephew again Uh Javier comes in. He's like, my brother's okay with the baby idea now. Yay. Because that matters. Yeah. And he got him a present. He got him a baby Bjorn. He had a few days to think about it and he's totally reversed position. It's great. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're feeling validated. He's like, that's cool. But Ben and I fought. Yeah. And we're not comfortable. He's not comfortable. I'm also not comfortable with donating the egg. Uh, I didn't love that. She like threw it on Ben at first. I mean, he is a big part of this. I mean, he's yeah. coming down like, you know, she, I feel like this is honest from yeah. her perspective. Like she's like, Ben's not comfortable. And I guess, I guess I'm not really co- Like, I don't feel she's a hundred percent convinced that she shouldn't be doing this, mm-hmm. but she's going to go with Ben on it. 
Um, so Javier's know. gonna be, you know, he's disappointed, but he's understanding and he's saying, well, we do have that Smith college graduate who we will come to know as Patty. Patty. So there we're going to pursue the Patty option. Yeah. He's so like, we'll it's do. okay. But he's, he's sad. We do have that catalog. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we now head to study group. Mm-hmm. And Elena arrives late. Probably for the first time in her life. Yeah. And Tracy's there and some other bro, some other guy who's studying <laughs> and then a whole bunch of other people. Um, but Tracy and the main bro guy are what seems to be the most, you know, leadership unit of the group there. Um, and so they're, they've been studying things already. Elena shows up, has no idea what they're studying. And she's that person who shows up late and is like, are we going to do circuits? <laughs> how do you know that they weren't doing circuits already elena because um, they said they were doing mechanics yeah Tracy's like we're doing mechanics you can go do circuits over there if you want to but we over here are doing it was so yeah yeah a here's, lot of tension here, here's where he does a really great job of just like he's hurt and he's lashing out in weird weird ways this is a very weird way to lash out yes yeah and everyone else is like, yeah, we're going to give you a minute. We're just going to go over there for a second. This is uncomfortable. <laughs> like, um, we're here to study mechanics. All right. So yeah. you guys figure, we'll give figure you five this, to out. this out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now Elena is going to give Tracy her letter. He's just, he's looking annoyed, cold. I don't know. He's kind of a like, why why do you have to be here in this room with me right now well okay so two things first i would have to go back and watch this again to um to see if this was right and i won't so for anyone uh is this a different color paper i thought she was writing it on yellow paper and then when she oh my gosh. It them, it's in like it's on white paper and i don't know i was just like this is weird um also, this is where Tracy's face is just, I can't take it seriously. I just okay. can't. Like, she hands him the paper. He leaves, he hands him the letter. He leaves it on his desk. And he just kind of, like, looks off into space. But okay. I don't know. He's got, like, that expression on his face. Or I'm just like, ah, you're going to smile and make a joke, aren't you? But he's uh, not. He's oh, not no. Gonna, no. Mm. <sighs> Well, unfortunately, that was an element that got added to the scene for you. <laughs> I know. Gosh. Well, we're going to have Felicity and Noel having a conversation here where Felicity is now just discovering all the nefarious deeds that Noel has been up to. She's like, you stole her email password? <laughs> I know. Stop She's it, like, Noel. She's like, you have to tell her you can't lie. Oh, this poor girl. Um. I, I like that she said all that stuff, but then then she gets weird. Like, you're funny. No, this isn't funny. <sighs> well, he he tries to justify it in this very weird way yeah. where he's like, okay, like, I understand it was not right, but here's the thing. All the stuff that I said I liked, I've now tried and I like it. 
So, Which is false because he hated the Aboriginal dance, by the way. That's true. Although he said he just didn't get it. So, he didn't get it. But it doesn't sound like he liked it. No. So he's saying, you know, being sneaky made me a better person. Okay, first of all, so, sneaky, yeah. way, like that it's a is a light word. Very light. It's a light Very word. light for what's happening. Yeah. And no, it didn't make you a better person. Incorrect. That's not, that's not okay. But then <laughs> Felicity steps in. You're funny. You're like you're funny. Yeah. She, and then she turns it into this whole, like you underestimate yourself. You don't have to, you're so cool. Like you don't need to try to lie to get a girl's attention. If, if, if anybody doesn't, it's you. It's like, um. Yeah. Remember when Richard said Sean wasn't Ben? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I this know. is a Noel isn't Ben situation. And also, I, I don't know if this is uh, your funny, like you could get any girl you want sort of way to button this scene if you're in a real life situation with somebody who's telling you they're going to this length. I think maybe stop down a little bit more on the, <laughs> <laughs> you stole her email password. So stop that. Yeah. Stop it. Let's unpack what's going on for you. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I think, I think, yeah, I, he just, I think she immediately reads like the reason he has done this is because of his deep seated insecurities that have been coming out since season one in very so. toxic ways. Um, and she is trying to assure himself or assure him that he doesn't like, he doesn't need to be so insecure, but maybe she should she should really say like your insecurity is creating just terrible traits in you yeah this being one of them yeah like yes. normally you're such a good guy that you but right now you're a creep right okay when you get super insecure you like say terrible things to me and you know we call you out all season one and <laughs> Then you need to like lean on Ruby and like bad things happen. You go off so a just, like yeah, like just just yeah, slow like, your roll. No, yeah, uh, think better of yourself so you don't actually become so bad. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. Okay, I hear you. <laughs> I really do. Um, and then I also enjoy, you know, there the show is still making fun of itself. Javier just yeah. walks in and is like, this is Manhattan. Lock your door. Yeah. Lock your door. Well, there's a lot door. of the show nodding at itself here. Um, obviously, when they gave the writers an episode to watch, they gave them love and marriage. So they, <laughs> Javier walks in, he's like, Smith College Girl wants yeah. to meet the daddy and the mommy. There's uh -huh. your first sign. Um, and then he... He gets a little more direct with Felicity. He's like, so <laughs> can you be the mommy? And yeah. Felicity's like, again? I know. <laughs> like, we have to be married. Um, she's like, we yeah. can't, I can't do this. No, 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 no. Not as not for a second time. Cut but two. yeah, <laughs> they do it for a second time. Dan and DeLuca, Felicity and Javier are meeting with Patty. Yeah. Who 
really wants to know about how much they love each other and why this is such a great relationship. And Felicity, first of all, I do enjoy Javier's mistaken word here where he's trying to explain why they couldn't just have a kid themselves. And he's like, I'm omnipotent. (laughs) (laughs) It's not for lack of love. He has a different problem with saying this word than Noel did. He did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I like how we have had two different characters try to claim this and they do it in such different ways. Javier neither succeeds. It's gonna be omnipotent. Um <laughs> I, I do enjoy that. But we're definitely getting, I think we're getting a lot very quickly in this scene in terms of like, Patty has a specific set of values and there's a specific type of relationship she wants to support. And Felicity and Javier are very aware that what Javier has isn't it. What Javier and Samuel have isn't it. So this, this farce to be presenting a united front as the mommy and daddy is something Felicity is very uncomfortable with. She doesn't want to lie to this woman. Yeah, and uh, Patty says, you know, I've been through this before, and the couple lied, and, you know, they said they were in this great loving relationship, and then the week before I was going to donate, they filed for divorce, and so it's like she she clearly wants this, like, stable household. Um, I wasn't sure whether Javier just assumed that she wanted um, like a heterosexual couple or if she actually said that or if she actually said it Um, but it might have come across like I want to meet your wife yeah Um, I don't know the way it's presented to us and what we see from Patty later confirms that she uh, I guess there's a reason why Javier made that assumption in what she had said. Also don't understand how the paperwork wouldn't need Felicity to like sign it. um, Because you probably need both parents to sign it. Uh, But lies lies and lies and more lies in this episode. So So much lying and terrible lying. I mean, it's really bad bad lying it's um, the last was it the last episode or the one before that where you're like it's about honesty it's like this is the opposite this is this is all about lies i mean it's it's about dishonesty but they're really bad at it everyone yeah. is really bad at it um but i did enjoy this from javier who's like i promise you we will never file divorce couldn't happen <laughs> it's like you will have a loving home in clubs yeah felicity isn't comfortable to lie to this degree so she it looks for a second like she's gonna tell patty the whole truth and then she reverses or she she sort of switches lanes and she says look javier's just this amazing man he's gonna be a great father he's my best friend he's romantic he's optimistic like what a great person this would be to do this for And all of that is something she feels like, even though she's misrepresenting herself, what she said she feels like is true. And, you know, that's going to be how she sleeps tonight. Yeah, because 
you know, Patty clearly does not have a lot of experience with um, people unlike herself. Mm-hmm. Because no red flags are raised as Javier talks about his slimming Armani suit. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's just like, okay, cool, 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 cool. You guys are in love. Totally uh, see you two together. Mm-hmm. No problem with this. Yeah. So we're going to go from Patty mm-hmm. thinking that. To Jane. <laughs> yep. We're gonna this is like a two-part scene, really. So they're they're first location, they're on a day eating food. Jane knew just what to order. Surprise, yeah. surprise. Yeah, and Jane's gonna be talking a little bit about this tricky person that Noel's been reading about, but she doesn't know. Um, apparently he was like a brother until he started to want more. Mm-hmm. She was thinking about it up until recently when yeah. Noel entered the picture. So Noel's feeling probably pretty encouraged at this point. Mm-hmm. And we are going to, so Jane's going to give him a kiss. Then we're going to head to Jane's apartment. And now they're really having a heavy makeout session. In bed. In, it's, so it's Jane's, uh, Jane's dorm uh jane's room and they're so at their they're at jane's they're making out on her bed um side note so i believe i'm not gonna i don't know where i found this interview at one point but there was an interview with scott foley and it was one of those things where they asked you really um ah, i can't remember what an interview was at the end of the interview the interviewer asks a handful of questions and you can only not answer one of them and so he, they ask these really dicey questions and people feel like they have to answer like pretty controversial stuff. And Scott Foley was asked who the worst person, who the worst kisser was that he ever had to kiss on screen. And he named Tyra Banks. Oh, I couldn't believe because it didn't sound like a joke. <laughs> And I think the way he softened it, but it really wasn't softened. I think he was like, she had just started acting. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. This is a question <laughs> you pass on. You pass on this question always. Um, my goodness. So <laughs> whatever was happening in this scene, maybe uh, Noel's the one that's yeah. used to eating people's faces like hamburgers that he wasn't comfortable with. I don't know. I don't know what was happening. <laughs> I I mean, it was a super awkward scene because, and maybe that was part of it, because they're kissing and he keeps saying like, um, in the middle of it and like trying to tell her what's happening while still trying to kiss her. Yeah. And it's such a weird scene because- And this had real apology to Natalie energy like it's fall now sort of energy where he's like I said hypothetically we might have a lot in common I mean the hypothetical is real I mean she's like what is what are you even talking about man it took him a good long time to get to some sort of intelligible words yeah Uh, Um, yeah but he does he finally gets to I kind of like sort of 
found your email password and sometimes I read your email every day. Every day. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I read your email every day. Jane, again, I think there was a lot of potential. I want to see more from Jane outside of a relationship with Noel and Richard. Um, Jane's like, what? No, no, no. Stalker. Yeah. Get out of my apartment. I like when she calls him stalker. She says, get yep. out now. He's like, that's fair. Yeah. I wrote that down too. Because <laughs> it's like he he was kissing her. He was like trying to tell her the truth. He was trying to soften it and like make it okay. But he knew it wasn't going to be. And yeah. He's like, yeah, that that that's fair. I'm very glad that she she knew her limit and she didn't she didn't try to excuse the situation she didn't even want to listen she had heard enough she was like you need to vacate yeah correct out of my life i feel like this is a thing like if you found out that all the weird things that you had been thinking are really weird are in fact weird for a reason and you're like in bed with someone potentially about to have sex with them and they're like oh here's the thing um like that's a very vulnerable position like i would be pissed i would be very and she is yeah she i think that this is played pretty well or she's yeah. just like she's... nope to the nope to the nope yeah. <laughs> like whatever like, absolutely not we're yeah. shutting this down get out now yeah like, get out i'm pleased that she had those boundaries and she wasn't equivocating about it yeah <laughs> so <clears throat> let's see we we're gonna have a change. baby shower at the apartment now i know a baby sh- i think it's moving so fast it's moving rather rather quickly it really and is elena elena can't be there so you know they're gonna have a little you know, open her present up and say sorry. She's uh, she's not here. Um, Javier and Ben are gonna have a little tete-a-tete, and Javier's gonna say, "Look, I I know about the fight. Like, I don't want to be a cause of anything. I mean, oh my God, it took me so long to get you guys together." Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think Ben. You know, I like that he said. You know, it really wasn't. It wasn't about you. I mean, I think. Yeah. Javier and Ben have enough of a relationship here where it's like, this wasn't about judgment. This was about, this was about like Felicity needs to not, (laughs) not just rush into uh, something with so much weight. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't explain it. He just says like, it's not about you. Yeah. And And I, and I believe that he meant that. Yeah, absolutely. But I think Uh, it's also clear that he's like going after Molly. Like Molly excuses herself to go in the other room and Ben's like, it's not about you. I mm-hmm. uh, want a drink. I'm going to mm-hmm. go get a drink. Yeah. And we're going to cut for just a moment out of this. We're going to come right back to that, but we're going to cut for just a moment to Patty at Dean and DeLuca looking for Felicity and Javier. Oh, yeah. Go. Yeah. Now we're going to head back to the apartment knowing that, Patty's probably going to show up pretty soon. And we we do end up seeing that conversation between Ben and Molly Which in the kitchen. I'm having I'm having some problems with this. Mm-hmm. What so, are your problems with this? Uh 
Ben says, you know, I know we're not supposed to talk about the stuff outside of meeting. And Molly's like, yeah, I'd, I'd rather not. Um, that's not a thing. The whole purpose of Al-Anon is to meet other people, to exchange phone numbers, to talk to them outside of meetings, to have someone to call. The entire purpose of the group is to create this net for you. This is not therapy. This is not marriage counseling where they're like, don't talk about it outside. No, the, this is this is not a thing. That's really good to know because I found myself wondering what is Ben supposed to do in a situation like this where he's concerned for Felicity in this dynamic um, um, yeah, or maybe concerned about Molly. But I think like, I, well, I just want to say like this part is like specifically not talking to other people who are in the meeting outside of the meeting mm-hmm. is actually a big part of what Alanon is trying to do is create mm-hmm. people you can talk to when you have a need to talk to them. Yeah. And they encourage that. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, whoever set this up, like whether the leader set this or whatever, this is not an Alanon thing. Okay. And, you know, Molly's like, I'd rather not talk about it. Like she could have just said, like, I'd rather not talk about it. And like, fine, Ben can kind of respect that or not, but the two of them are already in a meeting together. Yeah. Like, so when he says there's something I need to know, like, are the drugs yours? Like, I do think it is okay for him to ask that. Mm-hmm. Um, because there is no rule about not talking. Outside. I'm, no, I'm glad to know that. Because if you're in Ben's position, it's like, are you continuing to bring drugs into this apartment? If that's yeah. like a concern, a safety concern or anything for him, I would like to think that he could address that with Molly and actually do something about it rather than be like hamstrung here. Well, he can address it with Molly. Right. Which is what I he's doing. Say... But she's trying to shut that down. So I found myself being like, well, what's he supposed to do? Like, is it doesn't feel... It feels like a trap then for him. Yeah. And this is why you're not supposed to bring your like NA and AA stuff in. You're not Mm -hmm. supposed to bring like the other addiction issues. Um, You're not supposed to talk about like the addicts problems. This is like about healing and, you know, uh, dealing, you know, with people like with yourself really Mm -hmm. the focus is on the the self so we'll head from this to this is the weirdest thing so before we do that so molly does say no yes they're not mine the drugs are not mine and i don't want to talk about anything outside of group okay so we set that up we're gonna head back to the baby shower which they make this really weird choice so sean's there for a second we see documentary style that he's filming mm-hmm. and then they they decide not to show us it in that way anymore and they just show us the scene regularly with sean holding a camera i, I don't know why they went that way um it weird it, it was a weird choice so the there's a gift exchange that's happening 
Javier is making a toast to his loving husband and Patty walks in because of course the door is unlocked and Patty had just figured out where they were. And so Mm -hmm. she comes in, she hears this and she's like, um, no, can't do it. She's like husband. And she's like watching them kiss Mm -hmm. and just turns around and walks out. Yeah. So now Felicity is going to chase her out and, uh, you know, catch up with her at the elevator. Patty said, I wanted, I wanted the truth. Felicity, I, I did tell you the truth. He's great. They're both great. This would be a loving home. And Patty says, you know, I'm from a small town in Iowa and that's not my idea of family. Sorry, people in Iowa. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, okay. This is, this is Patty's worldview. She says goodbye. She just gets in the elevator and she walks out of their lives. Felicity had tried to convince her. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, there's an ideology problem here. So, I mean, I would also say, like, if Patty has that worldview, she should be able to, like, there should be, like, a mutual interview process that can happen here. I mean, she's making a big decision, too. So, I understand that she's looking for something in particular. She wants to find it and they misrepresented themselves on purpose. So it's a really like, I mean, not love and Patty here, but I also think, uh, I don't love that they were lying. Yeah. That's kind of where I thought it was going was like, you know, I don't want to like you guys lied, like the other couple lied, you know, and I don't want to, Donate to liars. Um, I I did not see this coming, um, but it did, and so I did go there. it went there. Um, I mean, Patty. Yeah, I I do I do see like you were raising earlier a really good point about like when they sign a contract, <laughs> you yeah. know, like whose signatures are on that contract, and she would know at that point. I would think. I would think I so. would imagine they would all like be there together to sign it. And then she'd be like, who's this guy, Samuel? Right. Where's Felicity? But Felicity wouldn't be there to sign it because she really has nothing to do with the process. And legally, she's not going to bind herself into a lie. So I Won't think she, though, <laughs> I mean, yeah, she was going to marry Javier. So she was, but she was. Yeah, I mean, but this is like so many levels of not her life. You know, it, yeah. it's just like she would have actually been married to Javier at that point. Um, but this is like she, she's not she's not going to be married to Javier. There's no circumstance yeah. under which she'd actually be married. Like so she'd be signing a legal document under false pretense, under completely false pretense. Um, yeah. so, also, I just want to say I can't remember exactly where this was said, but I think it was maybe when she was explaining like the medical process, but she was like, they're going to harvest the egg and fertilize it. And then I think she said, and then put it, put the egg into Javier's 49 year old aunt. 40 something. Yeah. Um, it might've been 49. That's, that's that unrealistic. Like really, really, really high risk pregnancy. Yeah, it does. Like, why? What? Yeah. What? Um, there are a lot of problems with, with the, what they're setting up here for Javier. Uh, yeah. it, it's just, that seems like a really, 
like you said, risky choice um, for everybody. I just feel like this whole plot, like there are many things in this episode, which I don't think were done particularly well. Yeah. (laughs) And this is just one of the many. Um, Yeah. I will just throw in that Megan has a fantastic shirt on. Well, there's that. There we go. Let's, um, let's head to, okay. We're back in with Elena and Tracy stuff. So they've just had the test they were studying for and leader guy. Mm -hmm. And Tracy, you're talking leader guy says to Elena, yeah, you were right. Circuits were all over that test. And then he walks away. Thanks for your contribution, sir. And (laughs) Tracy lets her know, I did read the letter. Yeah. And Alina asks, do you think there's any chance you can forgive me? Hard pass. Hard. Yeah. Hard pass. Yeah. Um, although the fact that she's written the letter, I mean, we're going to see also with the montage at the end, he's, re- he's really sitting with that letter, but he hard passes on her when she asks yeah. for forgiveness so he doesn't do it in like a snarky kind of way he just says i can't like i can't forgive you yeah so (sighs) oh man so that's that's what happens i don't blame him yeah so okay we're gonna head to epstein bar richard this is where i feel like the title surprise should have come in. Yeah. <laughs> this this should have had a link to uh, to that episode. Like, surprise! So there was specifically one line that I liked in this scene. Oh. And everything else was just disturbing. So uh, <laughs> Richard has to... Richard comes into final. He has got to talk to Noel. Now, Noel is drinking. And I, I did like this little bit. The bartender comes over and and gives him food and it's it's ribs and Noel's just like no no no. like I can't like no ribs I didn't order these these are not my ribs oh my god oh my god (laughs) shout out uh to the prior episode um so Richard comes in he he has a point to to share but first he's going to open with like you know how I was Sean's hook for the virgin is cult hero yeah. <laughs> um it didn't work out but yeah I really considered cult heroes as my unit of measurement I was trying to figure out how to make this line work but I just <laughs> I, I didn't go there um so I did like that but then he's telling the story I know this girl she, you know, she, this girl I've been into for so long. She it's started seeing this other guy. Being. Mm-hmm. And she stands me up the other night. But it turns out the twist is that the guy is a fraud. And she runs to me, to my Crying. bed. In tears. She mm-hmm. is running to me. And um, all I can say is thank you to the writers for not writing this scene in so we do not actually have to see richard like swipe his v card with jane yeah 
Yep. So he, he reveals that he had sex with Jane. He's like, it was a pity thing, but I needed it. And no sitting there. He's like, wait a minute. This story sounds yeah. a so little familiar. Totally so he's like Jane who, and then we find out Jane Scott, but it's not just that we get the name reveal. No. Jane then arrives at Epstein yep. bar and Richard's like, Oh, you got to meet her. She's here. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> he just sort of freezes. I yeah. like that. It's like, like where when we've all heard "fight or flight," yeah. it's not true. It's it's fight, flight, or freeze. freeze. Yeah, and Noel is a freezer. He is a freezer. So Richard introduces Noel and Jane. Noel is still frozen. Yes, Jane is uh shocked and see if you're jane in this situation you could be going as many levels as thinking did these two work together to orchestrate this oh my god i don't think she sure i don't i think her head would explode oh that would that would make your head explode in the best case scenario this is just like oh my god I, I said a definitive goodbye to this creep and now you're like really good friends with him. Yeah, and, and Richard's just like, this guy is the best. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no situation here where this is good for Jane, but I think if I would go level two of suspicion here and be like, was this a, were you his wingman somehow? Oh, <laughs> like, God, I didn't even think that. And I'm the cynic. It's upsetting. Yeah. It's very upsetting. There are, even the best case scenario is still very upsetting. So that's just like brutal. Um, and yet, so when I saw Jane's reaction, because she, Richard's like, here's Noel. And Jane just turns to him and says like, nice to meet you. And I, to me, I guess because she didn't have this bigger reaction and she doesn't say anything like, you're the creep and runs away. Mm -hmm. um, I thought she was going to give him another shot. Like she likes him. No. Uh, but you said she's not going to show up again. This is it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I guess I, think. I don't remember yes. ever seeing Jane again and or even I don't even remember hearing Richard talk about Jane again so, so I feel like this this should have been a larger reaction yeah it would make more sense this is not like, the correct reaction in fact I think it would make the most sense if she got really angry at both of them thinking the thing I just thought and left forever or just left yeah just period left just be like nope mm -mm. yeah but she so, does reveal, I mean, Richard reveals, I'm tricky. She calls me tricky. Yeah. Boy, so he's they... been tricky the whole time. Yeah. And uh, that's, yeah, all levels of disturbing. Wow. Okay. It's all kinds of levels of disturbing. So we're going to go back to group. Molly is getting her one month chip, which really yes. means a lot to her, except she does have something to confess. She recently lied to somebody in her world. That she, she said, cares about. Mm -hmm. The drugs that he found, she said they weren't hers, but they were. Sorry, she lied. Yeah, that's an NA thing. That, that's not an Al-Anon thing. Not only is it not alcohol related, it's, uh, it's addiction related. So don't, don't bring that 
into Al-Anon. Mm-hmm. Just, again, I'm sure it happens. I think it makes sense that she is waiting for him outside the meeting. Yeah. <laughs> to double check that, hey, this guy who's been to like two meetings ever um, is in fact going to uphold the anonymous part of Al-Anon. Yeah. She's like, now you can't tell Felicity, right? She's like, look, no, I won't tell her, but it's very awkward. Are you still bringing them into the apartment? He's like, it sounds like from what you said, you are still bringing them into the apartment. Yeah. Molly is going to hammer down on that one point that you disagreed with earlier. She's like, look, what I said in there is private. You know, mm-hmm. being in the group where we, this is what we do. We share these things. Being there means you're offering to help. You're, you can't go back on that, that acceptance of that offer. Um, yeah. She's like, you know, you being there is an offer to help. And me sharing my deepest, darkest secrets is me accepting that offer. And you can't go back on that. And this part I do agree with. Like, while she shouldn't have been sharing that other stuff in in the meeting, she did. And whatever is said in the meeting, unless it's like, I'm about to, you know, kill someone, right? At which point you call the cops. It's... It is anonymous and it's anonymous for a reason because Mm -hmm. it's not just about him and her and their friends and stuff. It is about everyone who ever goes to an Al-Anon meeting. Mm -hmm. It is, you know, um, if, if people can't feel safe sharing at meetings, they won't go and this will not exist. So if he knew that Felicity didn't feel comfortable with having drugs in the apartment, would he just then not tell her, but tell her to move out or invite her to stay at the loft? He could do that. He just cannot say that Molly is in Al-Anon. I mean, it's not like a priest level thing where it's like, even if someone says they're going to kill somebody, like the priest doesn't tell anyone. Mm -hmm. Because this is gonna this is gonna evolve and it's gonna get more dangerous, and so Ben's gonna like need to keep inspecting where this line is because it becomes an unsafe situation for Felicity. I mean, honestly, I think Ben should find another group if there is one. Mm-hmm. I think the two of them being in the same group is probably not the best idea. The cat's Um, out of the bag, though, already right now, because we're going to meet James soon. So he it it's already too far down the road to backtrack. Like if there's a concern, there's going to be a concern that spirals. Um, Yeah, he I mean, he could say things like. I suspect X, Y, Z of James, mm -hmm. you know, and I think this is unsafe. I feel like it would be tricky to go to a meeting anywhere in your own location. <laughs> like if I saw somebody that I knew I would need to like immediately leave because whatever you find, like I, I, it's just too complicated. I feel like. I don't know how many people go to these meetings, but I would say probably millions. Mm-hmm. It, it, it affects millions of people's lives that they have these um, that are available. So I, 
but I do feel um, the anonymous part is just really important for everyone. Yeah. So Felicity and Ben are going to connect. Uh, Felicity is wrapping a gift and she's saying like, I can't believe Patty wouldn't donate. It makes me want to help Javier even more, to be honest. Um, and this is where Ben's going to get a little bit more, um, like the next, the next layer of what he was feeling before. He's like, look, I think that this just upset me because you'd be willing to share yourself like that with somebody else. I guess he's sort of, for him, this was sort of like, uh, it, it felt in, it, it fell into a murky area, almost like cheating, but he didn't know how to define it for himself. Oh, see, I felt it was um, not, not the betrayal of cheating, I guess, but the idea of, like, you're going to have a child out there and it's not going to be with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting thing to look at. He's, he says, look, that's my issue. I'll support whatever you decide. Um and Felicity backtracks and says, but no, you, you were right. This would be my baby. I'd see this baby mm -hmm. and I'm not ready to be a mom. Yeah. And Ben says, and, you know what? They'll yeah. have that baby though. I like how that ends that way where he's like, you know, they are going to succeed in this, even though apparently they're they not. won't. They'll never <laughs> talk about it again. <laughs> but I like the sentiment, Benjamin. I appreciate yes. you and your whole vibe. Um, we're going to close with a montage. We are. Yeah. And I had a good song on this one. I don't know what song you had, but it was something like, uh, some of the lyrics were like you and me on an ordinary day. Okay. And it was just, then they start looking at everyone on, I guess an ordinary day, although doesn't seem ordinary for most of them. Yeah. The montage, you know, sometimes we've seen montage moments that felt more impactful for me. This was like, Felicity gives Javier a duck towel. <laughs> Tracy reads the letter again. Elena doesn't call Tracy, but wants to. Noel plays chess with, with the guy he met at the <laughs> senior center. Who I'm also assuming we never see again. Yes. Yeah. Uh, correct. And yeah. Felicity and Ben watch a movie. End of episode. It was like, hmm, what did you give us here? Okay. An ordinary day, apparently. Yeah, I suppose. That's what that's what that was. <laughs> um so that was the whole episode, people. That was it, guys. That, that was the episode. Fish. Yeah. I uh I'm dying to know. Yeah. Who's the worst? Let's go to our you're the worst segment. That's very nice. You have an embarrassment of riches here. I do. And I actually made a decision and said something, unlike the last several times okay. um, where I like didn't make a decision. And then the last time where I was so disgusted, I just. just... <laughs> yeah, you're like, you know who it is. Okay. And I was like, yep, oh, my God. Pretty much. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not wasting time on this. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Yeah, uh, this time, Noel, you're the worst. You have been creeping Melissa out uh. for weeks now, and you've gotten away with it. 
because I've been a little distracted by others, but no more. I agree with Felicity. Poor Jane. How dare you? Stealing her computer password, reading her emails, and then using it to seduce her? Gross. I'd say it's a huge invasion of privacy and you absolutely should not do it, but you've already heard that from Elena and Sean and Felicity, maybe Molly, I don't remember, and yourself, and you did it anyway. Now I know it's Tyra Banks and she's gorgeous and amazing, but Jane, Jane's a little dumb. And you're still married to Doritos chick. Leon would be so ashamed. There is a silver lining here. You couldn't actually go through with the full seduction. You told her the truth and ran away as she rightfully screamed stalker at you. But you drove her to tears and into another man's arms and into his bed and onto his penis, a penis owned by none other than Dick. Dick Code, Tricky Dick Code, President Tricky Dick Code. Yep, yep, Noel, you are the worst. Mm. I know. That must have been validating. That felt really good. I, you know, no, you're the worst. I agree. Yeah. I think I've been very clear about my thoughts about this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just don't, I can't. Um, So it's time to get to our favorite segment. Yay. After you listen to this tape, you have to erase it. We have some fun ones. Um, first of all, we have one for the last episode. So, uh, at insta.mickey shares Felicity episode names are always there for more than one reason, but for surprises, but for surprises is amazing on this one. The birthday party, the frat party mess exposed Sean's health scare and the possibility of Richard being gay. I'm laughing out loud. Uh, And then separately, she says, I'm laughing out loud with you guys saying Ben was holding the picture around campus and asking (laughs) what frat it was. I assumed the girls told everybody which party they were going to. In my mind, he knew. And oh my God, his reaction. He didn't even have the strength to fight. He just appeared fully disappointed. Uh, Institute Mickey shares a number of good points. And I, I appreciated the take that Ben knew where to go because they had been like, we're going to Delta Blue. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and we will meet a guy named Randy there who yeah. will automatically know his name later. Like um, look, we appreciate people who apologize for the writing and the construction. <laughs> <laughs> the episodes because we do we love it and sometimes it doesn't really matter um you know it, it we appreciate the the fan support yeah now we've had a few people weigh in on something that we were really unpacking recently about whether should felicity have told julie's mom that julie dropped out 
I may have overthought this because we got pretty <laughs> consistent feedback. So from at Soraya E28, definitely agree that Felicity was right for telling Julie's mom. Julie was clearly upset when she left and her mother should know what's going on with her daughter. Knowing what's going on helps Julie's mom in being there for Julie if or when she reaches out to her as Julie clearly needs some support. Felicity is a smart cookie. Yeah. I mean, look, I think we both agreed as well, which was if she thinks there's danger for Julie, then yeah, you reach out to someone like her her parents like especially if you can't find her yeah and that's echoed by at angie coder kelly who says in this case yes julie was in danger and needed her kind of friend (laughs) (laughs) i would argue that felicity (laughs) felicity here was definitely a friend i Um, love how that wasn't even the question we asked and Andy just was like, <laughs> yes, help, but I'm going to throw the tiniest bit of shade. <laughs> um, yeah. I, yeah. We fair. Love you, Angie. It's um, perfect. It's perfect. And then at Ness, okay, I'm, I deeply apologize for how I am about to <laughs> massacre your Instagram handle name. It's going to happen. <laughs> and I just hope that you'll either correct us down the road or just know we love you. Us. Um, just, just- we can you can you possibly forgive us at nesca underscore tj i, I don't Maybe. know where, i'm not looking I, at I it know. um <laughs> so this person says it's so complicated to find the right thing to do in this situation even more to someone as young as felicity was i think that at first felicity wants to be a loyal friend not telling the truth to julie's mom Teenagers really do that. They show their loyalty towards friends, even when it means hiding big issues to parents. But then Felicity thinks about it, that Julie really could be in a dangerous situation. And she calls Julie's mom an adult that can take good care of her friend. I think that right there, Felicity takes a big step in her journey to become a grown-up woman. She was the more mature of the gang in this situation. Okay. Yeah. I mean... I think it's true that teenagers certainly do do hide a lot. Um, And when you get older, you don't have to tell your parents or anyone else things that you don't want to. But I think the fact that like Felicity knows that Julie has a decent relationship with her, um, her parents. So I think it would be different if like, Felicity knew that, you know, Julie's adoptive mom was like super manipulative and like would be the last person that Julie should be exposed to if she's like not doing well. And she has these like barriers up where she, or these boundaries where she doesn't like tell her parents certain things like that, I think is a different situation. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think there are lots of different situations I can think of here. I mean, if, Again, I think if there's a concern that Julie herself is in danger here, then that's, you know, if if you're thinking it was, you know, she could be suicidal, like I think any of that adds a context to it. If, if, for example, you think Julie's pregnant and there go in trouble, that doesn't feel like a thing you talk to the parents about. It feels like that's something that Julie should be telling. So I, 
I, th- I do think it's context dependent, but I appreciate that pretty much everybody, everybody we've heard from has come down on the same side of this, that in this situation, it was the right thing to talk to Julie's mom. Yep. So interesting stuff. I appreciate all of you. Um, this is something I was really looking at really closely and uh, getting some definitive thoughts. Yeah. So got your answer. I did. Yeah. So fish. It's time for us to rate this episode. Um, I went first last time, didn't I? You might have. Uh, I'll go first this time. I measured this one in Aboriginal dances. Ah, okay. Add options. That's such a nice, a nice thing to rate this episode in. I I thought so. I'm assuming there won't be many of them, but still. It's, it's a I mean, nice... There were some random things that it were options here, but you know, I like dancing. So Aboriginal dances is what I went with. Mm-hmm. That's where the pleasantness stops. Um, yeah. <laughs> 2.5 out of 10 Aboriginal dances. <sighs> yeah. Why 2.5? Well, I rounded, I, I rated up from a zero on this one <laughs> by factoring in Elena and Tracy stuff. Because I think the Elena and Tracy stuff was very rooted. We've seen the whole progression into this. We will see more come out of this. What I saw, what I saw felt true to me in this episode. I thought that I thought that um, Donald Faison did a really good job of just being icy and totally shut down and showing us a very different side of himself with Elena uh, so I thought that stuff was really strong. So I, I wanted to give this episode something, but for the life of me, of all the things you could pick to talk about, this storyline doesn't resonate as a thing they would have explored or that Felicity should have explored or would have been exploring in this situation, especially as a one episode plot line for a major life decision that shouldn't come out of nowhere for anybody. So had they been building into this for a while, it would have made more sense to me, but they weren't and they're not going to build out of it. And they just wanted to give us like a, here's what it looks like when you do this. And um, it doesn't make sense to me with where we are in this show. Yeah, I I do kind of appreciate that they didn't build in and out of it, though, because I didn't like the storyline. Yeah, I hear you. What did you think about it or the episode Um, in general? So here's the thing. I clearly did not like the last episode, Uh, but it was for very different reasons, right? Like, I hated that episode probably because they wanted me to hate that episode, right? I mean, they were trying to elicit just feelings that that weren't pleasant to experience. So Mm -hmm. you can do that very well. It's just, I'm not going to give you a high rating because I don't want to experience those things. (laughs) This is a very different type of episode that I don't like because I mean while yes I don't think 
that they did. I don't think they've done any good things for Al-Anon here. Um, generally speaking, I just really didn't care about most of this episode. Okay. I thought it was kind of boring and I wasn't interested. And I'm even less interested now that I know that we will never see a baby or Jane or Howie or whatever that guy's name was again. Like we will just never see any of these people. Um, so it's really hard to care at all about this. I guess I give it some some credit for the Tracy Elena stuff, even though I couldn't really take Tracy so seriously. And I I am glad that they're going to continue, you know, something with Molly. I'm I'm very interested to see who James is. Um, so they've at least piqued my interest there. Um, so I mean I. I feel bad that I'm reading all these episodes pretty low, but I think I'm going to have to stick with a one, but for like a very different reason. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not good. I presume that will be our lowest rated episode ever. I mean, no. I can't think of another oh, episode. Yeah, yeah. As an average, I think, um, I can't really think of one off the top of my head where I feel as much disregard as I do for this uh, in the future. I mean, there's, there's episodes that I don't think are strong, but I think this also carries the weight of like a, what happened? Why, why all is this, why is this all happening? Um, which, which to me is always a problem. I think for those who have been listening to all of these podcasts, story matters to me <laughs> and story construction <laughs> matters. And yeah, I think, did I need to tell you that you'll never see a baby and you'll never see Jane again? No, I did that out of spite. Because <laughs> <laughs> I knew it would factor it in for you. It and, definitely worked. But if you're me watching this back, it's like, you see all this stuff that's being like brought to light and then you know it's going nowhere. So it's, <laughs> it's just hard. It's hard, guys. Um yeah we enjoy the show we just didn't enjoy this episode and i don't have a problem with bottle episodes if there's like if the episode is done well um and i think that that's like a fundamental difference between us like if like i had no problem with uh help for the love lord right because i thought it was done well yeah but this episode it wasn't funny it wasn't engaging there was no particular plot that I I was like, ooh, like that's super interesting. Um, so they they could do bottle episodes where I would be like, that's so hilarious, like this is funny and wonderful or thought provoking, and they just didn't. It yeah. just didn't happen. I hear you. Well, folks, uh, are you? Are you agreeing with us? Can you not stand for it? What? How are you feeling about this episode? Um, maybe you totally disagree and you want to get your thoughts out there. Send us your feedback. Tell us, are we off the mark? Are we on the mark? Where are we in relationship to the mark? 
Feel free to share that with us. Uh, the Melissa Fish at gmail.com. That's Melissa with one L, two S's, the Melissa Fish at gmail.com. You can also join the conversation happening with lots of cool Felicity fans over on our Instagram at Felicity Podcast. And if you want to know when we drop a new episode of the podcast, you don't want to have to guess. You're like, I just want it to be predictable then feel free to sign up for our newsletter. We drop one every time the podcast itself drops and you can find a link for that. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, check your show notes. There's a link to sign up there while you're there. Wait, while you're doing that, go rate and review us if you can, because, you know, it just helps other people who love the show Felicity to find long, long form content, find the community, maybe be your friend. Who knows? All right, fish. Um, Next episode is called James and the Giant Peace. What do you think? P-I-E-C-E. Ah, okay. Because it it makes a difference. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. Well, that's an innocuous title for something that is probably very not innocuous. Uh-huh. So I guess we're going to conjure up some rolled doll. <laughs> yeah. Who can be super disturbing, yes. but, um, you know, that's, that's not the most disturbing of his stories. Um, it's not great, but it's not the most disturbing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm guessing we meet James given that he's name dropped and his piece, which I am assuming is his gun, not his penis. Um, so I think James shows up with a gun and then Ruby comes in with her baby and kicks his butt. (laughs) Baby Bjorn just strapped to her chest, comes in, knocks the piece out of his hand and ends up sitting on him for the win. Like goo goo gaga kick (laughs) and then the gun flies up. So to be fair. Just no, wait, wait, her baby doesn't beat him up. The it's baby Ruby. is strapped to her chest while Ruby beats him up. But I think it's even better if the baby <laughs> if the baby beats the piece out of hand. Uh, I it's weird because looking at the episodes coming up, what you're describing feels like it's the not the next episode, but I, with the title, yeah. it really seems to be that episode. I that mean, gonna, uh I would have thought it would have been two episodes from now, but, um, you know, the part where Ruby's baby comes back and right. right, right. (laughs) That part. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, look, I haven't done great with guessing, but I feel like this one is, is telling us something. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to follow through with that because I mean, I have been guessing all season that Ruby's coming back and not once, not once has she. Yeah. So, I mean, we will see whether it will be uh, promises unfulfilled yet again. I'm just, I'm really questioning whether we actually meet James next time, (laughs) which is the weirdest thing. Um, But the storyline you're predicting is is a storyline we're going to see. So it makes a whole lot of sense that it would match with that title. Ah, We'll see what goes on. Um, It could just be that the episode descriptions are too lean. 
but that's fine. So, I mean, but the title like that, you would think it's in the description. His, he's not, um, it's not, huh. he's not even named. Huh. So, I, but I'm pretty sure he is, we meet him next time. So, uh, all right. Because it's called James. It has to be, right? So, <laughs> like, it's just that the episode descriptions don't actually shout him out into the following episode. And um, I probably okay. should not be misdirected by that because look at how many times <laughs> the episode descriptions have failed us in the past. It's true. it's true. I'm overthinking this. You're overthinking this. Okay. So, um, yeah. Well, Fish, anything else we want to say about this one? Nope hard no okay well (laughs) until next time fish don't hook up with ben while i'm gone i'm a fish bye